0: Please listen carefully, carefully, carefully. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is our Christmas episode. That music that you're listening to is from the Shippensburg University Choir, and you'll hear more from them throughout today's episode. I'm Lawrence Eppard. I'm a sociologist here with my co host, Allison Dagnus, who is a political scientist. The countdown is on, Allie. How are you feeling in this week before Christmas?
1: Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> I am feeling so good. I love Christmas. I'm Jewish and I love Christmas. Yay!
0: <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Um, so we got a big show today. We're talking to Rachel Dratch, and we're talking to Santa Claus. We've got some uh, music from the Shippensburg Choir. We got all sorts of stuff going on today. So where it's do you want to begin? So
1: exciting! I want to begin. I want to begin with the most meaningful and important part of of this season, and and really the to me the the most significant and emotional center. Um, no, Hallmark. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to begin with the Hallmark movies <laughs> because they're Countdown to Christmas. Um, has, so obvious. Why didn't I think yeah, of that? I have no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, yes, no, I have the app on my phone. I look forward to the Countdown to Christmas every single year. I have the blanket that says this is my Hallmark Christmas movie blanket on it uh, that Pete gave to me a couple of years ago. It is. I take this very seriously. Lawrence, I do. All right, apparently. Uh, yeah, I do, um, it, because this is the kind of of sweet, gooey mind candy that is like it's like a it's like a snuggie for you, where you just you wrap yourself in it and it just feels good for two hours, and it is <laughs> formulaic. Uh, it has a checklist to it. In doing research for this episode, I found out that there is a checklist that every Hallmark movie has and you have to have all the ingredients in the checklist. Well
0: you're gonna have to tell me about it because I've actually I don't think I've ever seen a single Hallmark Christmas movie.
1: Um what? Are you yeah, kidding I me? I've ever, real? I don't think
0: I've ever watched a single one, yeah.
1: How is that humanly possible?
0: I watch all the classics, you know, like I watch uh It's a Wonderful Life and all that kind of stuff and I, I don't uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, okay. uh, was it George C. Scott's uh, Christmas Carol, all that good stuff. Scrooge. <laughs> That's true. I, I like George C. Scott's Christmas Carol. I love it. Yeah.
1: I just imagine him as Patton being in the Christmas Carol. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, you know, the reason that we're talking about so many of these movies is because um, one of our guests today, Rachel Dratch, has her new movie that she wrote. This is very exciting. This is the first movie that she has written her first full screenplay, um, is a send-up of one of these Hallmark movies. And it is called A Clusterfunk Christmas. And it really just... Um, it I just liked, I liked it so much. It made me laugh really, really hard. But it takes all of these tropes and it just really kind of rips them apart in a very, very funny way. And even though I love all of these films, um, and I do, because they really are just sort of a nice... Uh, a nice bath of, of hot cocoa <laughs> on, a, on a cold night. Um, uh, she and Anna Gasteyer, her co-star and co, co-writer on this, um, they just do a terrific job of, of gently and um, sometimes piercingly mocking these. And it's just an awful lot of fun. So I thought that this would be a good way to introduce our fantastic guest,
0: I love Rachel Dratch. Uh, she's like comfort food for me. If she shows up in a movie, I know I'm gonna laugh.
1: Oh, you! Uh, she's you one are of my a all time
0: favorite yeah. SNL characters. I love Debbie Downer and all the stuff she did there. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to watch this. You can see it on Comedy Central. You can find it on Hulu Live. It's also going to be on iTunes on December 21st. I hear it's really funny. The reviews are really good for it. So I can't wait to watch it.
1: Oh, it and and as someone who has watched it, I can tell you you're gonna love it. You are.
0: All right. Well, let's hear a little bit more from the Shippensburg University Choir and then we'll be talking with Rachel Dratch about her new movie, A Clusterfunk Christmas. Christmas.
1: Scratch,
2: welcome to the show. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for coming on. I sure. love love your new movie, a cluster funk and Christmas,
2: <laughs> a, cluster, a cluster funk Christmas, cluster
1: funk Christmas. <laughs> yeah, just thank I, you. I added the extra syllable. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. And and I love you in it. I love the whole. I love all of it because it feels to me like it's doing three things at the same time. And I want to get your thoughts on this. So it is it is obviously and clearly a Hallmark send-up. And yeah. I love the Hallmark Christmas movies. They're great and we we're going to have a great conversation about just how formulaic they are and how much fun that must have been to write and, you know, mock that that formula. But it also is and and you guys even reference this, it also is like a great, you know, drinking game of holiday references. You know, it really just is that that you know Frank's incensed. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I was like, that is just thank
2: you for picking genius, up on this genius. Yeah. It's just
1: so many like little lines that that you just are, are you're just if you're focused in on it, you're like, that's another really good one. You know, it just was so great. So it's the kind of movie you could watch over and over again. Um, and then it also what I loved is this scathing social satire because it's it's one of those things where you think that it's moving in the direction of and i don't want to give away any spoilers for those of you who have not seen it um but you think it's moving in the direction of oh okay yes we're going to make fun of this conceit for not having enough people of color for not having any you know gays and lesbians on this on this movie in this movie and then it just totally comes at you from another angle. And in doing so really is satirizing just, I think on like some next level stuff. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was just fantastic. And I thought you were great in it. And I have more to say on, that and on you and it because i thought that what they did with you i thought was really great satire too uh but we will get to that in a minute but what do you Thank think you. about sort of like the three different when you guys wrote it you wrote it with anna gastire when yeah. when you were writing it were you just trying to do a send-up or were you thinking like no let's let's really like shoot for the moon let's cram it full of a whole lot of stuff
2: well i mean we came at it just from like um you know, comedy land. Like we want to do a funny parody of this Hallmark genre. Um, but then like, once you start doing that, you know, it's everything from big plot line, making fun of big things to just little tiny things. And we had, we had the help of, um, uh, so there's this guy named Michael Murray, who we got hooked in with, who's written 20 of these real Hallmark movies. So we had a real like Christmas guru helping us along. So in addition to just watching a, few, I mean, you can watch like one of these and have it have it pretty much down. But in addition to watching it and making our own little notes, he really helped us with the, the structure of it in terms of like you know, well, the the couple they can almost kiss here and then they get in a big fight here, like and the whole act structure and everything. And then another thing he told us was um, that you have to invent your own festivals. Like you can't just have a festival that like everyone would already have in their town. I mean, some of them are kind of like you know, we had like the gingerbread. People, festival, whatever, stuff that, <laughs> which doubles ginger great. person. <laughs> right. But like, it was kind of fun to just invent your own festival. So, like, anything from little tiny details to big, you know, here are the rules of a Hallmark movie. So, once you get rolling on that and you're with someone that you really, that really makes you laugh, like, it just builds, like how it would, you know, writing an SNL or something. Um, so, yeah, I don't, th- and then I think stuff like, you know, race and gender and, um, you know, like oh, the, the gay, not gay character, like Anna's watched a ton. She says there's always this like platonic character who they never quite mention. <laughs> it's probably gay, but then, so then that stuff just kind of was like frosting. You know, um, I don't think we intended to make some big like statement about Homer, but also we noticed that in watching a bunch of these like in old old time and Lifetime movies, like. It's largely very, like, white, vanilla town. And then, like, the one I watched uh, was called The Twelve Men of Christmas for my research. And um, <laughs> that one has Kristen Chenoweth going to a town in Montana. And she's, like, the big city bitchy executive. But anyway, but there was, like, she she gets, like, hooked in with this firefighter dude. But, but there's, like, one black firefighter in this town in Montana. And then, um, like, he I think he had one line or something. So, like, that's how it sort of used to be. And now it's much like I think they've done a lot to remedy this like very whitey white um, genre. So I think I think now it's it's a lot better. But so we sort of didn't know how to play it. We were like, well, let's play it sort of in the old way, kind of make fun of that. But then also um, we wanted to keep it current, too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We just sort of like found it as we went, I guess.
0: I read a review, uh, a very positive review uh, of the movie and they said something to the effect of that if you were going to do this kind of a movie, you could come at it from two directions, you could really love it and be making fun of it out of love or you could be really sort of mean-spirited and they, they said something to the effect of, and I don't know if they're right, this was their impression, but their impression was this seems like a movie, like a love letter, like somebody who really loves this formula and is making fun of it out of love. Is that a fair...
2: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be like, if you're just making fun of it, then like no one's going to be invested in the story. So, like, a lot of people told us that they were really into like following this couple in love. Like, like, there's a reason we like these movies because they're just like, Comforting, and they're just like, you know what you're gonna get, you know, everyone's gonna fall in love and find the spirit of Christmas. So, you know, spoiler alert that happens in our <laughs> <laughs> So, like, we had to follow the real, like, like, we have, you know, we have, um, Bella Lavelle and and Jackson are our two, like, our leading man and lady, and, um, you know, they're both like trained actors. I mean Anna and I like yes we're trained. They're we you know, like sketch comedy land. And these two like I mean they're definitely funny and they have like great comic um, whatever chops. I hate that word chop so much. But they have great they're great comedians too. But they're like I mean like Vella went to Juilliard. So I just mean like, you know, they were playing these scenes like the more earnest they play it, the funnier it is. Like we wanted them to be playing it real. So, um, you, so yeah, like hopefully it works for people who love these movies and people who hate these movies too.
0: The review did end by saying your leading actor and actress could have sold it as a real Hallmark movie. They, they nailed it so much. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, luckily that's why we had to keep throwing in like random. I mean, we kind of used the movie airplane as our model, like any, any goofy idea that came to mind. We we're like, yeah, put it in there. <laughs> so we had to make sure to keep the comedy going. Cause if. You didn't keep it going all the time. It does just read like a real Hallmark movie.
1: <laughs> it, it does have, it, you know, I feel like I'm describing a wine. It does have hints of airplane. <laughs> <and>, you know,
2: I <laughs> to it. Um,
1: because I, one of the things that just cracked me up was all the business jargon that you used. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and there was that just one scene where it was like, I, in fact, I was just talking with a friend of mine over the weekend about, you know, people who say like, OK, I'm going to circle back on this and circle then, back. You know, and all so just one would have been perfect for a Hallmark movie, but it just kept going and going yeah. and going. It just was so good. And that yeah. was just like a scene from Airplane. Right. You know, yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Ugh, it was great. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I also, just one more, I'm, I'm one of those like awful fans who's like, I also love that line. The entire oh thing God, about cisgender br- gingerbread oh, yes. was Cis, hysterical. Cisgender. Yeah, like yeah. you can't name a, ginger, a gingerbread <laughs> right. man anymore. That's what I right. mean. Scathing social
2: commentary. <laughs> well, and, well, <laughs> what I liked about that is like, you know, we we're these two old biddies and we were really trying to do the right thing. So like, you know, we wanted that to come out of a spirit of like, of a good place of like two people really trying to to not offend and to, to honor, you know, um, the cis gingers and the ginger fluids um, <laughs> ginger instead clothes. of ginger men because they're they're now called ginger people. Um, so, yeah, that was just fun with those two. And they're like, I mean, this is the characters Anna and I played, in case you haven't seen it yet. But, um, but so Anna and I, like, when we were thinking of writing this, it was so funny, like, I think one of us just said to the other one, and we're playing the two old ants that run the inn, right? And the other one's was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, there was no discussion. I'm like, well, what if we play that? It was just like, oh yeah. Because we knew we wanted like gray buns and, you know, to be like these, like, you know, SNL style characters. Because I mean, Anna and I have talked about this a bit, like, in, in these interviews and stuff is that once you leave SNL, you know, like SNL is just so fun. And it's how we train to be these sketch people, you know, and even though, like I said, we've done. Real acting, <laughs> I use quotes on that. But um, you know, once you leave SNL, you have to do a lot more real type thing. You know, like, and so it's kind of rare that you get to do something that's this goofy. So, um, we wanted to write ourselves, you know, really goof goofball parts. Um, but yeah, so we knew we were gonna play those old bitties <laughs> for sure. Which was, you know, when I first. Launched it. I was
1: really bummed that you were playing old biddies, and then again, I don't want to give away anything,
2: you know. But but let well, that's just say these movies often have makeovers. Yes, them and leave it at that. And that was yeah. another great part of it. There was a montage. You know, it just was so
1: perfect. Oh, it was so perfect. I was like, thank you. That's exactly it. Everything that you say it, when you're watching a Hallmark movie, like oh, you know, like it, this is gonna happen.
2: You, I, you did it. It was just it was picture perfect. We have an office montage, too, where she helps... Modernize our office And because Anna Just did this Throwaway line When then the Clothing montage Comes in, Anna's Like oh, I sense Another montage Coming and she just Like <laughs> threw that Line in so um, And you did You yeah. just did that A lot I mean There was a, there Was
1: like really Great name checks To like getting The music rights To expensive songs oh, And yeah. you know Extras right. who Couldn't speak Because then you'd Have to pay them And oh, right. small budgets oh, And, and also, things like that It was great
2: Also like these Movies often have Like the same Ten extras Walking around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you them again so we did that too um yeah and like they have bad snow Oh, the other thing is they always shoot and i didn't know this but they all shoot in july in vancouver mm-hmm. so like when we were planning to do this i you know we both live in new york i was hoping for convenience it could be somewhere like outside of new york or something but like the vancouver setup is already like everything's in place like they have warehouses filled with santas and bows you know it's like the whole systems are so and our producer Danielle von Zernick, like she's she's produced a bunch of real uh, these real movies, so she had the whole setup there. So yeah, they're all in, in Vancouver, in July. So we had a few little Canadian shoutouts in the movie too. That was to when you when you asked someone said like, "Are you Canadian?" She's like,
1: "Nope, yeah. no, I am not. Yeah. I was born right, here, right. yeah, right. <laughs> in the zip code. Yes, I yeah. was.
2: <laughs> this very postal code, yeah."
1: <laughs> tell
0: us about writing the movie with anna um like how the idea come to you guys um how to get the ball so going?
2: yeah so um anna was at some party and one of these movies was on and the, her friend danielle who i said has produced some of these real ones they were like oh we should do a parody of one of these and anna and i had been looking to do something really goofy like this and so um this that's how it came about and then we were kind of off and running and then um we kind of wrote most of it during the pandemic in two separate locations. And so we would just be like, you know, on FaceTime writing for hours at a time. And, um, yeah, so that's how it all came together. I mean, I've never done a screenplay. Like, I mean, I've never written a full screenplay like from, you know, start to finish. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, so, yeah, good was, for your first big, time holy moly well it was a, i mean we had you know like i said we had michael there sort of holding our hands like if ever we ran into like wait wh- how do we get out of this festival he, he like he was always they almost kiss i already told you that exactly but uh yeah so it, also i like working with someone else instead of just sitting there by myself so yeah. it's like a much easier way of bouncing like knowing if something's funny or not by is the other person laughing okay it's funny you know um and yeah, and then when we got to um, Vancouver, there we still had the quarantine. So we had to quarantine for two weeks. You couldn't leave your room even for two weeks. Um, and Anna and I were side by side, like doing rewrites. We are in rooms next door to each other. We both like were FaceTime. We had the exact same, sitting in the same chair, with the same <laughs> mirror behind us. Oh, no. You know, like we had <laughs> mirror rooms. Um, but yeah, then um, that was, I don't know. That's kind of how the whole thing... Evolved, I guess, I, I, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm envisioning in my head when Anna Gasteyer and Rachel Dratch are writing a movie that mm-hmm. there has to be so much time that gets wasted because you guys come upon a funny joke and then just start riffing on it for like an hour.
2: That's you know? kind of true. Yeah, actually, that's <laughs> true. like, I mean, we would laugh a lot. Um, and then there's a lot of, you know, as you all know, anyone who's tried to write, it ain't easy. <laughs> so, I mean, like some people, maybe it just flows out. I don't really know anyone like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a lot of laughing and then a lot of like, oh, like, should we do this word or that? We're like, we we're very precise. So. So, yeah. Um, it, but it was overall, though, um, you know, she always makes me laugh in real life, too. So uh, it was fun. A fun time. Yeah.
1: When you guys went to Vancouver to shoot this in July, was it hard to get into like a Christmas mood in
2: July when you were doing this? Or? Uh, well, I mean, you're surrounded by like all that scenery and uh, so- Like you walk in and there's like the snow and there's <laughs> the Santa's village has been decorated. So it's kind of like, oh, look, like the page is now come to life. So um, I would say no, but it's felt pretty real Christmas. Yeah, Christmas in July. Are you a Christmas person? I don't think I know this. Um, Not really. Okay. I mean, I'm Jewish, so I I like Christmas. Yeah. I grew up with, like, tree envy, you know? Um, (laughs) So, but no, I don't... Like, Anna's Anna's, like a little... You know how Anna played Martha Stewart Mm -hmm. on SNL? Well, she definitely has, like, Martha Stewart elements to her. Like, she has, like, her whole little, like, Christmas tree village set up. Like, she's just very, like, hostess with the mostess. So, um, I, I aspire to be like that, but I'm not. So, um, I guess I can't, are you a Christmas person? I love Christmas. I do like, and yeah. I'm Jewish too. Uh, and I yeah. really like Christmas.
1: Oh, and La- Lawrence yeah. is, yeah. He's oh, showing he you a, a, a
2: Christmas. Is that a, it's hard is to see your wolf? t-shirt. It looks like a, Oh, it's Santa! Oh, it's like—is it like Coca-Cola, Santa? Yeah, it's Santa! Oh God, okay, it's hard. Yeah. it's blurry. It, it looked oh, okay. It honestly looked like I love it. Like
1: my
0: gigantic uh, body hamsters. stretching his face out. You know, it's like no, that's that not what it young. looked like. It just was blurry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, it's just blurry The pixels. The pixels.
0: <laughs> um, I have to say this. Um, it's kind of out of place here, but um, you were you were talking about Hallmark movies earlier being like a comfort food kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I view Rachel Dratch as being comfort food. Like whenever you oh. show up in a movie or on TV, I just all of a sudden feel very good. I'm like, Oh, oh this is thank awesome. You. It makes me laugh no matter what she's
2: in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like me a thank bit you. Part or,
0: uh, you that's know, so
2: that's so sweet. <laughs> I'm the macaroni and cheese of the comedy world. Um, no, 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 I, I just like know that. No, it's going
0: to be good
1: if it like, if you're, in no, there, thank be funny, you. So, yeah. I
2: like it. <laughs> thank you.
1: Also speaking of Hallmark movies, um, have your okay so you had this guru you had michael the guru yeah help you through this um and some of the parts that i loved were just the way that you know in the first two minutes just the exposition you know just you race through it like it was being chased by someone with a chainsaw just (laughs) like you know just gotta get through it gotta get through it right um has it changed the way that you now view these movies do you now look at it with a different lens
2: um, well, I can see like the formula now so clearly. Like, as a matter of fact, Michael wrote one last year. And, um, so we were watching it with him and like, we were like, oh, there's a made up festival. Oh, there's like, it was like his friend dresser. And she's like, oh, every year we play Christmas trivia from the tree. And I was like, oh, there it is. Like, like so we're definitely spotting each thing. So yeah, it's, it's easier to see right through them, but they still, you know, give you the, the feeling of like, whatever, just like, I'm going to sit back and have some brain candy kind of thing, you know? Yeah. For an hour and 45 minutes. I mean, it is right. really formulaic. There's a part where we list all the p- possible reasons a woman could come to town. Uh, <laughs> that's so Christmas good. But that's where our fr- Okay. So, you know, our friend Daisy. Yes. Allie. Well, she watches these religiously, no puns intended, but anyway, she, she watches like a ton of these cr- movies and like way back when when um we had the idea she she sent me this hilarious email of the like the five basic plots and they were all like so we tried to include like you know the little dog and oh that's so and so funny. so during that list of like a single dad whose mom, mom comes to whatever a single dad is going to blend his family together with a single mom but like a lot of those were just from daisy's little list of watching that's so time. great i am very
1: excited yeah. that daisy like <laughs> It was this. it was the silent hand of Daisy in this. Time. Exactly. That's, it yeah. takes a village, <laughs> it takes a Christmas village. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, these days with streaming services and people are cutting the cord, you know, it used to be that we could just turn on the TV and there would be, you know, first NBC and then there would be the Hallmark channel. And it was like, oh my God, there's just so much on. And now it's really, really hard to find different shows and different movies on different places. Yeah. And I know that like Netflix has gotten into the Christmas movie game and, right. um, and yours is on Hulu. And so I was, but it's- I was really excited because I have Hulu, but then I realized uh-uh, it's on Hulu TV. Hulu live. Live. So a lot of people
2: are getting confused because they're getting sent to Hulu. Right. I'm trying to remedy this today, but but yeah, a lot of people are getting confused because it's sending in Hulu, but you can't watch it on Hulu. So anyway, (laughs) um, places you can watch it. Well, if you do have cable just on demand or, um, on comedy central, you is so confusing. I mean, I hate like even trying to say (laughs) how confusing it is. There's like a whole flow. Okay. You can do on demand. And then also, it's going to be available on iTunes December 21st. Oh, oh nice. that's great. And apparently, it's available on the Comedy Central app, whether that's... I, I sound like a clusterfunk right now, but because <laughs> we're old and out of touch with technology. But um, no, whether you go to the Comedy Central website or the app... And uh, we have a line in our movie. The GIF is a meme and it's trending on retweet. (laughs) Every every time I try to explain where our movie is, I just want to say the GIF is a meme and it's trending on retweet. Um, Those are some various places you can find it. It's a clusterfunk, but, um, but uh, whatever. iTunes on December 21st at the very least, or just hit, hit record. On your DVR and it will record next time. It's Put on.
0: a blank VHS. <laughs>
2: I'm tired. <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: well, I mean, I think that that is an indication of just how convoluted yes. media are these days. I yeah. mean, it's just, and I feel every time someone's like, Oh yeah, I was watching that on Sling. I'm like, oh I don't God, know, I know. I don't know what that is.
2: I, 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 I have no
1: idea what. The, I don't know where to find anything these days. And so I just panic every time I go to pick up the remote. I'm like, I don't know. Law and I order. Know. Like it's just on all the time. Right. I'll just don't watch. you kind of right. feel
0: like too like with with all these different services we have, we've basically just reconstructed the price of cable. Right? You know, like, I guess now we're going to right. add 10 right. things that cost $10. And
1: I've right. and read that that's actually where this is all going because right. I think Netflix is going to start buying up all of the smaller stuff and we're going to get to a place where Netflix is going to have morphed Comcast. into Comcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Essentially. Yeah. Everyone's going to have cut the cord, but you know, it Thank won't God be, it 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 be right. cordless, but it'll just yeah. be the same thing. <laughs> yes. But then it will be everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, and
0: now it will be because if you're if you're telling people on our podcast about it, it's gonna go. Oh yeah. It's gonna it yep. John
2: like Wildfire. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is the tipping point. This is it. This is <laughs> all it. right. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. And that's and
1: being on iTunes, I mean that's a that's a huge deal too. Yep. That yeah. That makes it easier. That's
2: probably the easiest. Yeah,
1: I think so. That is very cool. So are there any other genres of movies that you think would be fun to parody Ooh. a ripe
0: for parody well
2: yeah. you know i had had this idea a long time ago to do like a chick flick but then it got done a couple times i'm i'm the queen of like coming up with an idea and then not per- not following through <laughs> so and then i see it like three years later i'm like oh why? Did-? but i mean like a lot of people told me when we said we we're doing this oh we're working on a pre- i mean like right now i feel like we came at the crest of the Christmas movie parody thing, like, got in right that time. But no, um, like, the chick flick thing, but um, I think there have been two of those, actually, so that's kind of done. So, I don't know, I haven't really, like, Anna and I are just getting off the publicity of all this stuff, so right. once we, like, settle down, yeah. I would like to work with her again and I don't know if it'll be, like, like, there's something kind of, you know, easier for us about parody, because you have the structure there, sort of. Right. Um, mm. Or just coming up with something, like, completely original, I don't know. I don't know what's next in the writing world. Yeah.
0: Now that you've been through the whole, you said this is your first screen pr- play from scratch. Now that you've been through the whole process front to back, um, does it seem daunting or does it seem like something like, yeah, I can, I can do this again.
2: Uh, Well, I think like I was just saying about the parody thing, I think doing a parody would be easier because that's sort of what we're, I don't know some experience of that and SNL a little bit. Um, Go get an expert in that
0: genre and have them help you through it.
2: (laughs) Exactly. But coming up with like our own story, I guess, I I don't know. I would like to try it, but I think it'd be harder.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Do you, are there elements of the holiday season Like, do you think that this could be sort of uh, the start of maybe like a trilogy? Like the next one could be New Year's and...
2: Yeah. Well, actually, we did think of a few um, other Christmas uh, stories that could happen. So that was another path we might take. Um, Like some of those plot lines that we listed Mm -hmm. could actually do that. Or, yeah, or... I mean, I don't think there's enough Halloween movies out there, but that couldn't be a that couldn't be a parody. That would have oh. to be its own thing. So I don't know. You remember that whole thing of like the, what was the movie that then it spun? Like now there's like Mother's Day and New Year's. The yes, like I've never seen any of those, but I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you guys really
0: do. could. There aren't a lot of like even the ones that that show up on TV all the time, like Hocus Pocus, aren't very good. You guys could oh, make right. the I a mean, like, movie.
2: Yeah, but that would have to be like out of a completely original thing. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. It's really hard talking about like what ideas that you don't have now do you <laughs> think you might have. <laughs> <laughs> what what down big the road. Hit could be coming in the future? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> well, also, I'm the kind of person I was going to say like even at SNL, like I am, and I don't know. I think most people are like this, but I don't just like sit down like, hey, I want to think of a screenplay idea. And boom, I spent an hour and I thought of one. It just right. doesn't work like that for me. It's more like you have to just be like living life and whether it's like a sketch or a movie idea, or whatever. And then like, it's literally for me, like the muses who like, you cannot control when, I mean, maybe this is the same in academia trying to come up with, you know, your next idea or whatever. But but um, like, I just can't control when I'm going to have a, an idea, <laughs> you know, like a worthwhile idea. Because otherwise you're just like forcing it and then it doesn't really fly. So I, I guess I have to wait for, for my muses. To
1: well, we're luckier. We just have to wait for somebody to get elected. And then it's oh, just okay, sort of handed to us on a silver platter.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: Yeah. Can, can, can you allow me one Debbie Donner question? Yeah. I love Debbie Donner. Uh, And and I use that GIF in every single group thread I'm in. Oh, yeah. Somebody says something, you know, like to bring the conversation down and there's Rachel Dratch's face.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So is there anything you can tell us about that character, where it came from, the experience of doing it? I I love watching you break doing that character. Oh, my
2: gosh. So like I said, how Anna has Martha Stewart living inside of her, I have a Debbie Downer (laughs) inside of me. Um, No, it just came from – well, it it originated from like – I was on this vacation and this person I didn't know just said like a total downer that kind of screeched everything to a halt. And um, so then about a week later, talk about the muses like then about a week later, I just thought of this thing of like, um, Oh my God, what if there's someone like, doesn't have like has no filter because like i think these things but i don't say them so like i definitely i read all the news i have like a storehouse of bad information (laughs) already but i but i keep it in you know so um especially like environmental things like death's debbie downer's you know bread and butter basically so um (laughs) so that's sort of how it originated and then and then i um i came to paula pell who's a writer on the show and now she's I mean, she was always an actor, but now you might know her because she's, she's been in a bunch of shows now. But um, anyway, so we were trying to write this scene and we set it in an office at first. And it was like not quite working because, I don't know, it just wasn't working. And then we had the idea, oh, wait, we have to set this somewhere like really happy. So she's bringing everyone else. So then we're like, Disney World. So that was the first one that we did. And then as we were writing it, like when we would say a bummer, then like the other person started going like, like that was just sort of while we were ready, and then we we're like what if we put those trombone <laughs> the so then we did it at the table and um like you know snl you you write your scenes and then they go up in front of everyone at a read-through day like so you cast it and, like the host is in it and everyone's gathered in there and then you know sometimes your scenes do really well and sometimes they totally tank and um, but we had a good feeling about it. and then it, d- it did really well at the table, but sometimes it can do really well at the table and then like die a dress rehearsal. So you just never know what's going to happen with your scene. But, um, so then we did it at dress rehearsal. And I think like Jimmy and Horatio were kind of laughing a little bit at dress rehearsal. And I was thinking like, you guys, like, come on, I feel like this could be good. Like, let's not, I didn't say this. I was just thinking like, oh, I hope these guys keep it together, you know? And then, then during air, I just flubbed a line and like, I don't even know what it was, but I just started laughing. I knew that camera was coming in every single time. Like, you know, the church laugh thing when you know you're not supposed to be laughing. And I knew it was going to be a close up. Like I couldn't hide or look down or anything. So anyway, that one became, you know, that was the first one. and For me, definitely the funniest one because we all broke so hard. I mean, I used to love when people would break before I was ever on the show and just watch it at home. Like it was so fun when people broke. But when you're on the show, you try not to break because it's kind of cheap. Like, you know, the audience is going to be on your side but it's sort of like a cheap laugh so you really try not to i mean the times i broke really hard was definitely that was the biggest and then sometimes in that hot tub with will ferrell um those lovers (laughs) professors um sometimes i would laugh in that too but um but anyway that's how the whole thing came about and it just like when you start a scene, like you don't know it's going to take off or anything. Like you just think like this could be one and done, you know? And then, I mean, I don't think any of the others really compare to that first one where we laughed so hard, but, um, but it's, it sort of like touched this thing. Cause so many people come up to me and say, first it was just like, Oh, I know this is like my boss. This is my mom. This is whatever. Like everyone knows the Debbie downer, you know, but now it's like a term that took off. Like, People don't even know it was a sketch. They just think it was always this term.
1: You know, it's used so, all over the place. I mean, it's yeah. used. It's used in
2: politics. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, just heard Leonardo DiCaprio say it <laughs> about the um, "Don't Look Up" movie and climate, and he was like, "Well, I'm kind of a Debbie Downer." I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> um, but so, yeah, that's the origin of it all. Okay. So you're
1: saying yeah. that you and Leonardo DiCaprio are dating. We're like this.
2: We're okay. By, yes, okay. Spread that around. This is exciting. I'm not as We're young as usual We're breaking ladies, news. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> Can I ask you a very specific question about that sketch? Yeah. So, um, is the horn canned or is it the live band?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I'm trying to remember. It was, um. I think that they did... I don't know about the first time, but I'm pretty sure that they recorded... They had the real trombonist um, re- record a bunch of different ones. And then they would like use them, decide which one they wanted to use. Them. So, sometimes it'd be like... A, or sometimes the trumpet, whatever. But it'd be like... Sometimes it was like... Wah, wah, and then sometimes it was like... Wah, wah, you know? So, <laughs> they, had, they had their whole little soundboard. Well, and I think... So, like, your idea just, yeah. your
0: idea was hilarious and your your performance is hilarious and all the people in the scenes are hilarious... And then it felt like, like that was just like somebody was trolling you guys even further. Like, let me pick the funniest trombone sound. And then that would like amp up the funny to oh, a whole other level.
2: <laughs> I think we knew. I think we knew going in like which one it was going to be. But I didn't. I didn't know like. Oh, here comes the really sure what. Like yeah, I right. wasn't like that. I was just yeah. We try. And then of course we always would mention feline AIDS and have it, <laughs> meow meow meow. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> because Debbie Downer is obsessed with feline AIDS. Oh, so um, yes, mm. that's the story of Debbie Downer.
0: all right so we've been doing all of this uh discussion of your movie and hulu and all the streaming services and all that kind of stuff um inquiring minds want to know what are rachel Dratch's streaming habits
2: oh wow um well i don't watch like a ton of stuff i'm just more of like a random binger of things but i'm definitely not glued to my um whatever computer what's the last thing you binged I did watch the new Sex in the City reboot. It, you know, it's weird because like I'm I'm pretty much exactly their age, so um, they're talking about this aging stuff, and I'm like, oh shit, that's <laughs> that's me. <You> know? like, <laughs> like I think I look exactly like I did when I was thirty five, and I'm seeing this. I'm like, oh wait a second, you know. Um, and then oh, and then I watch this. Oh, so there's this show that Amy Poehler is producing called Harlem, and it's on Amazon. And it's kind of like a, like a black sex in the city, sort of. I mean, that's how it was described to me. And that's how I oh, feel like cool. it's like there's four main characters and they are, <laughs> they're young and in the city. And, um, <laughs> and it's like, you know, some sex stuff, some dating stuff, but it was really funny. And, um, I, so I kind of binged that the other day I watched like four of them and I really liked that. And you know, and I watched else that I, that I loved, um, was, um, shmigadoon i was a little behind the times did you guys watch that i watched the first couple and okay. then lost contact with
1: apple tv oh okay uh, and so now i'm back in contact with apple tv so i'm okay. very very excited
2: okay well i loved that because i'm like a musical theater fan and um i actually watched it it came out before our movie and then i watched it after our movie was done i was like oh there's like some sort of like similar vibes here you know like they go to a land and like they even mentioned wicker man in oh, wow. and like we had Wickerman in our in our script about our Santa bonfire, we wanted it to be slightly <laughs> Wickerman esque. But um, uh, yes, yeah, so I really loved that. I thought the songs were really good. And let's see, I don't know. Those are the two. That's pretty good. Those are the two ones I watched lately.
1: Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, Maran and I binged
2: almost all of Succession. Okay, I haven't watched that yet. I'm like. Uh, I have to get in the mood to watch like, you know. Yeah. Rachel Rich Hamilton A-Holt. was like, you know, you,
1: you that's not one that you could binge. It's really dark. It's really heavy. And Marn and I are like, okay, well, we could try. And we just sat down and just, we were like, nope, oh, wow. we're just going to keep on going. It was really good. <laughs> it, was, it was a little dark, but it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Everyone's talking about
2: it. Uh, so yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I was reading um, an article the other day. I'm a big Paul McCartney fan. And oh, yeah. um, I was reading an article from some SNL cast member about just like sort of wandering into the studio when he was at the piano, just figuring out what he's going to play for the show and sort of geeking out about that. Um, Can you tell us a story about uh, either a, a guest host or a musical act that you kind of geeked out over?
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So the musical thing, like, so, I mean, you know, SNL. Oh, my God. How do I even describe? Um, I mean, SNL is like a couple levels of like pinch me moments. And one is that it's, you know, your comedy dream job and you still can't believe that you are on SNL. Cause like, I grew up watching it, blah, blah. but then there's this whole other like rarefied thing of like, anyone's going to be dropping by like, Oh, there's Mick Jagger in the hallway, you know, stuff like that. Um, and so the musical thing, yeah, like you could go, they rehearse on Thursdays to pretty empty. You know, it's just like the, the tech people and everything. So, um, you could just go listen to like, oh, Bruce Springsteen is doing his rehearsal or whatever. And, um, my very, very first moment on the show was I was called in to get my picture taken for the, um, opening credits. And so I'm like on the stage, like in the whole studio. And, um, the very first show I did was, uh, David Bowie was the musical guest. Oh, so wow. he was rehearsing like right there, like while I'm getting my picture taken, He's playing Rebel Rebel.
3: Wow. And it was
2: like, I just, I mean, I will never have like a bigger pinch me moment yeah. than that. You know, like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm honest. And I, it just felt like a dream. Like, I mean, I still can't, like, can't believe that was real. So, um, yeah, that was just, uh, I don't know, surreal, I guess. That's
0: pretty good. Yeah.
2: Did you, I would have asked to have my picture
1: taken for the show with David Bowie.
2: <laughs> See, just I, like- just, I didn't have the guts <laughs> that for that, you know, being first day and all. Yeah, That'd that's probably true. If it was like, and Rachel Dredge, and then like David Bowie is on the side there in my picture. So that would be amazing. Like one of those serious things with his head looking off to the side yeah. and me smiling. That would have been amazing. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah,
0: oh, I didn't well. think it was your first day. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah that first day wouldn't have gone over well. <laughs> <laughs> or or my seventh year either probably, um, you kind of always feel like it's your first year. <laughs> like I don't know, there's always like um, an element of like, oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> like that's how I think of the place. But um,
0: once you're gone yeah. and so you know you're doing like your um, your screenplay for the new movie. Once you're gone from that and you're out of that pressure cooker of every week having to put stuff out. Does it feel a little bit more relaxed? Like are do or oh, yes. do you get over that pretty quickly or like do you feel still feel like God, well at least it's not I have to do it in a week, you
2: know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's nothing like well, because it's a pressure of like like the performing part was so fun and just being there and like, you know, all the things I just mentioned. <laughs> the David Bowie of it all. But um <laughs> But the the hardest part was definitely coming up with characters because there's writers and then there's all the actors, and all the actors pretty much write as well and try to come up with their own character. So, um, you know, you might luck out and be put in a scene by one of the writers. That's what you kind of hope for every week, but you just never know. So, so you're kind of responsible for your own, you know, I don't know your own stuff on the show. So, um, yeah, some weeks, you know, you have ideas and other weeks you don't. And so those weeks, you know, if you have a few in a row or like you're not in the show much and then you're not on the show the next week and then you have a few of those in a row, it really can mess with your, creative confidence you know because then you're not writing from a place of like joy and fun you're writing from a place of fear and that's not that doesn't usually pan out you know because as you're like holding too tightly to try to get something i mean that's sort of like a life metaphor (laughs) but um definitely um that was always hard so i would always try to um like i would go through life like looking for sketches (laughs) i don't mean in a creepy weird way like with my notebook open all the window time. But, exactly but i mean like i was just more like open to the idea that i had to come up with something funny every week so if something happened i would note it. but now once i was off the show i immediately stopped doing that like i was not like um oh that would be a funny sketch because i didn't give a shit anymore i mean i cared about comedy but i wasn't under this deadline so yeah. i wasn't going through life like you could be a funny sketch character. Like that just kind of went out the window then.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I was listening to Michael Che on some show recently talking about sketches that were like too hot for the air, like the sensors cut or or Lauren didn't like or whatever. It was really funny. Like, is there a sketch that you have that like, You remember that you think would have killed, you wish would have made it, or oh yeah, I mean,
2: well, my sketches that got cut didn't get cut because they were like (laughs) too satirical or controversial. (laughs) It was more like they didn't get laughed at dress or something. (laughs) I mean, that's usually when something gets. Well, first of all, there's like many spots where your scenes can get cut. So first, you just you know put your scene up to be read, and then like it might not get picked. Like sometimes there's really funny stuff that wouldn't even get picked. It wasn't that often. Like usually, you know. I don't know, but sometimes that would happen. But then, like, your scene could get picked, but then um, it didn't do so well at dress, so then it gets cut for air. And then another spot that can happen is if your scene's at the end of the show, because it's live, they can cut things for time. So if you see that your scene's last, like it may not get in, and then you're just like, Bite the bullet about the time, and you're all dressed up for it, and then it's like that scene's cut, and then you have to go up for goodnights, you know, in your cost your sad costume. But um, but no, so like yeah, I had a few things get cut that um, you know, I was like, oh shoot, like there was this one character that was this like child star, this boy child star, and like we thought it was so funny, and it was like it killed at the table, but then it just totally died on air. I mean, I'm not it never made to air. And just it totally died. So like you, you it's so sad. when you're like, oh my god! For the next installment of this, I'm gonna put him there, and then I'm gonna put, and then it just it never even went. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> but but now not because of any like this is gonna be like create too much of a controversy. That wasn't really like my writing style anyway. I mean, um, that's another thing. Like you're there with so many different types of comedians. So some people like just write the political sketches. Like that's usually a certain few people who do those cold opens. And then, like, Weekend Update, that's a whole other uh, crew of people. And um, then, like, a lot of the actors write, you know, how I would write, just like sketches and impressions and stuff. Um, Seth Myers was always really great at doing both of those things. Like, he's kind of a machine. Like, he could do a really great political sketch and a really goofy. Um, but I can't think of a lot of people off the top of my head. Well, Adam McKay, too. Like, I can't think of a lot of people off the top of my head that, like, did it all like that. Um, but I was definitely in the sort of like goofball wigs and glasses brigade, you
1: know <laughs> Which brings wigs us and glasses brigade. which brings us back to cluster funk. Um, <laughs> since most of the Hallmark movies are filmed uh, in a week to two weeks time, did you have that short of time to film yours? We had
2: we did 19 days. so it was definitely a was everyone a like
1: Woo, that's just relaxing around
2: here because no. normally
1: we're out in eight
2: uh no it was not um because we had a bunch of group scenes and ah. you know um so, and then oh there was a heat wave at one point we had to lose the day of shooting so um so yeah uh it was it was not relaxing it was like crammed in but um but we got it done yeah
1: and you were just sweating the whole time even though <laughs> yeah
2: well some people had like more you know hotter costumes temperature <laughs> temperature was i know those mrs claus outfits were hot but um no like some people had to be in like parkas and stuff we we just had the wigs and um yeah but yeah we were in july heat for their their winter garb
1: (laughs) that just sounds like a lot um (laughs) I've, i've just been doing a lot of research on how much the hallmark movies cost because they are oh, very, okay. very low budget.
2: Yes, ours was very low
1: budget. Very low budget, <laughs> <I> <laughs> which mean. must have been appealing as you were writing it. Like, well, that's going to be a selling point. It's not uh, like we're asking. Yeah, for... Yeah, that's true. You know, can always
2: lean it. We could lean into that. Like when there wasn't snow covering the whole ground, it's like, well, that's kind of a joke on the. You know, we this the snow. We knew it was going to look bad. We didn't quite know it was going to be quite as green as it was. (laughs) But but no, like, yeah, there wasn't a big costume budget and bloody blah. So, um, but no, we, we made it work and, you know, we wanted it to look like a Hallmark movie. So if it looked amazing, it wouldn't look like a Hallmark movie. probably.
0: Well, and, but to, to that point, I mean, in the, in the few reviews that I, I read, uh, they said you nailed like all the specifics, um, like, the camera, how the camera angles were shot. And like you said, all the jargon, the, the music that you hit was perfect. Oh yeah. You know? All the tropes, um, you know, the color palettes in certain scenes, like yeah. it was all there.
2: So our director, um, is Anna Decoza and she was like a comedy machine. Like she was so great. She's kind of like spoke the same language that we did. So, but she had the whole visual side of things, which is something on and I, you know, don't have as much at all. So that's all her, um, Making it look like that.
1: Uh, Yeah. It's, It's wild how with all of the other Christmas movies that are now out on different streaming services, how different they look. Because they have a bigger budget oh. and they have these huge celebrities now who are on it. I'm like, you're not a real oh. Christmas movie. Like, <laughs> I what didn't is even think Brooke that. Brooks Shields and Carrie Yule's doing in that oh. in Scotland in a big castle.
2: <laughs> now, oh, I missed that one. Oh, that's Dude, a really good check one. It out. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's But Netflix. I saw even, even the Food Network has one now. Get out. Um, and and Reed re Drummond, the pioneer woman, makes an appearance. <gasps> yeah. So, friends sent me this. But there's one on the Food Network.
1: Oh my gosh, that's um, incredible! But it very
2: much follows the formula: a woman comes back to reclaim her home that she's inherited, and meets someone, meets a dude, and you know, <laughs> guess what? They fall in love under the spirit of Christmas.
0: Do they feel the spirit of Christmas? Yeah,
2: <laughs> they do. And there must be food. There must be some food elements in it right. because there yeah. would have. But to I don't be. know. I'll have to watch it. I think it's called a cozy, cozy Christmas. Why am I like? Per- why am I selling this movie that I have no connection to? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, no. I'm just saying they're everywhere. Yes, yeah, so, cluster
1: funk. While we're, I'm here. looking at. Yeah,
2: out. yeah. No, this is all about this is all about cluster funk. We're getting. Oh, it's called. It's, sorry, it's called candy coated Christmas. In case anyone's interested. So,
1: Rachel, when I first heard that this movie had the word cluster funk in it, I was <laughs> the most excited, and then in my brain just started turning it around and around. You know, calling it like it's a cluster funky. Christmas and we're getting cluster funk and, and it just, the movie lived up to all of the different variations of cluster funk that I had in my brain. It was fantastic. And we thank you so much for joining us. Thank uh, c- you. Can you tell us again, how can people find cluster funk Christmas?
2: Okay. Well, it's, it drops. Can I say that? Yes. It's on iTunes starting December 21st. Um, you can get it there. It's also um, on Comedy Central. It's airing again on Comedy Central, I believe, Christmas Eve. So if you just like set your DVR for that. And then um, it's, it's on demand. And it's on... Now, this is confusing, but it's on Hulu Live TV, but it's not on Hulu. So a lot of people have been telling me they've downloaded Hulu and then it's not there. So just just know that. Maybe just go to iTunes. But somehow find it. Yes. Find plus your fun Christmas. Find you'll it. You'll be glad you did. You
1: will be. Oh, you will you will laugh. And and I don't think it's a spoiler and to you say. Will not, you will not cry.
2: You will not cry. You will not cry. You will not you not will cry. Just laugh.
1: It's just joy. Yes. Gosh, and this time of year, that's I don't think we could ask for anything more. Thank you for joining us, Rachel. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Rachel. Well, that does it for part one of our Christmas episode. We hope you'll tune in for part two where we are going to be speaking with the one and only Santa Claus. We'll play you out with more music from the Shippensburg University Choir.